you know, it's almost like, you know, when the web came about and the, the internet was hot, it was, you know, every six months was a new thing with the internet, and now it's just part of our lives. You know, even the cloud was a hot thing for a second, and now it's just, well, that's just how the internet operates. And it's just part of how we function. And it's a foundation, it's not a hot topic. And I think that's, I think all these pieces and parts are starting to build a portfolio of Web3 functionality and tech that is just going to be foundational to how we operate in five to 10 years. Welcome everyone to Tech by Design, where the Richmond Technology Council takes you to the edge for trending tech and innovation here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Nick Surface, CEO of RVA Tech, along with Alex Satanias, CEO of Shopo. Come join us. Well, this week, we are going to one of the companies that Alex had mentioned. Alex, you and I had talked about them a little while ago, but they are named Mintangible. They are based here in Richmond, super new. They've just only started this year and completed their first round of funding. They're focused on the tokenization process for Web3 powered solutions. So they're mainly focused on digital assets like NFTs. Their mission is to create a more streamlined and transparent and efficient process for the intellectual property rights that come with all the fun that is Web3. So Alex, since you're the one that originally brought this one up, I was curious what you think of the company or if I'm missing anything on who they are. Yeah, no. So so I think before we go there, we actually um, worked with Ian Tyndall at Altria to actually bring to life the RVA Tech NFT. So we actually used Mintangible's process to actually to to actually tokenize Hamilton Glass's uh, NFT, which was very very cool. I don't know, Nick. You let's start with you. Like, what what do you know about Mintangible? Um, what do you think of the company? Uh, have you heard of them? Uh, I have heard of them. I don't know much. So I was hoping to get on here and and learn and hear how things are going. So I was hoping you and Lauren could educate me. Yeah, I think from an intangible perspective, Lauren, you basically hit it uh, on on the head, right? Like they they are relatively new. They took part of like this. I think one of the one of the things that I am curious about is is really like what's next for them, right? So so they took on this craze of essentially bringing to life what is tokenized um, NFTs, tokenized assets for intellectual property, for legal services, and and essentially took advantage of the blockchain, right? They took advantage of what was a lot of the metaverse craze and the NFT craze. My question is what is happening now that we're moving from from essentially this metaverse craze into more of an AI craze? I think AI, the metaverse, NFT are all web three type technologies. And I, I think they're going to make it, but it's just how do you reintroduce yourselves as people move away from NFTs? I think NFTs are extremely powerful, obviously for the blockchain, but for supply chain, for specific types of assets. But I just haven't seen them essentially be spoken about as much as, as they were last year. Nick, what's your thought on like this NFT process right now? Yeah, no, Alex, I think I think you articulated the trajectory well. It's almost fallen off a cliff. But in summary, haven't heard a lot about NFTs. Got hot and heavy there for a minute. And then I think it got surpassed with, I think, some of the blockchain headlines at first. Some of the crypto issues, that kind of took the headlines. And then now we're in this AI craze, like you said. But more importantly, I think you hit the nail on the head when you referenced Web3. And I'm seeing here, we have... We have three um, trends or fads or whatever you want to call them when you talk about NFTs, when you talk about blockchain, and now you're talking about AI. It's like 
it's almost like these spikes of hot topics when hopefully we're getting here to a point where this is all encapsulated in the Web3 universe or environment. Metaverse, I've, I've put in that category as well. Hot topic, hot buzzword for a little bit. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, when the web came about and the, the internet was hot, it was, you know, every six months was a new thing with the internet. And now it's just part of our lives. You know, even the cloud was a hot thing for a second. And now it's just, well, that's just how the internet operates. And it's just part of how we function. And it's a foundation. It's not a hot topic. And I think that's I think all these pieces and parts are starting to build a portfolio of Web3 functionality and tech that is just going to be foundational to how we operate in five to 10 years. Agreed. Yeah. And I think as, as we talk about the foundation to tech, one of the things that I am starting to, to really pay attention to in conversations with, with some of my friends, with some of our clients, is really that intersection between what is intangible that, and this, this NFT intellectual property process with the AI image creation, right? And it's growing stronger. So as people begin to generate art using AI or generate assets using AI, the ability to mint those assets is going to be very, very interesting, right? So in today's world, we are starting to see a lot more AI generated images. And I wonder what's going to happen with this minting of NFTs, right? So, so we've talked about essentially making sure that artists get credited for any AI generated artwork. Um, we've also talked about essentially AI generated artwork being labeled as such. And so my, my question that, that I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to under, like ask is how do you basically bring these two things together, right? AI essentially borrowing from a large language model that is borrowing from other work that has been created. So how do you bring that together? Yeah, I, I think part of the challenge with NFTs from the start was the everyday person understanding what they are and then understanding how they're legitimized or, or how they're verified. And I, it looks like that's what Mint Tangible is trying to do at a, at a basic level of saying, here's how, here's how you as a creator can legitimize your NFT and, and make it an authentic piece of valuable intellectual property and protect it. And that might have been the barrier that people struggled with up till now is, well, cool, this this thing exists. And all right, it's supposed to be a limited or reserved quantity of, a, of intellectual property. Um, but who's regulating that? Who's enforcing that? Who's Who's enacting that? And it seems like uh, Mintangible is making that more accessible, that legitimization. Yeah, and I think it's it's easy to talk about art, but as as we move on, tap right. So so if I'm not mistaken, in our conversation from last week, Tapped is actually using AI to actually create both artist renditions and folder uh, record covers, and so they are starting to use AI to essentially generate a lot of these images. My question is, as we start talking about how these technologies intersect. I wonder if if there's a conversation that should be taking place between Mintangible and Tap, right? So so you basically generate these images, whether they are the artist's face or a an image for the album cover, and then you mint it, right? And so now you basically have basically two forms of revenue for an artist. Just looking at their website, I see one of the first sentences is a jumbled mess with missing, unclear, and unreliable ownership and use rights. This leads to confusion, trust issues, lawsuits, and market instability. So, 
Yeah, and if, if you go down the Mintangible website, one of the cool things that you see there is, are you an artist, musician, writer, or entrepreneur looking to create a new NFT? I mean, it's just, it's really cool to see like some of this new technology resurface based on AI. And, and I think, again, just keeping keeping up, and, and Lauren, I don't know if you have some thoughts on this, but as, I mean, you've been writing a lot about AI, but how do we resurface? Like AI is starting to resurface a lot of old technologies. It's empowering a lot of existing technologies. It empowers developers, it empowers designers. If you had to pick a topic to basically speak to the intersection of AI and NFT, what would you write about? For me, one of the things I've been diving into is AI and Web3 specifically around like blockchain and that they partner together, or they can partner together because blockchain can help all of the data that generative AI needs or should need, help it stay more secure and help it stay more transparent and accessible and just where it needs to be. And so they're not, they don't need to compete or they don't need to be in two different silos. When they work together, they can actually make things more secure, which when you're thinking of how much data AI needs, is it makes you feel a little bit better <laughs> if, the, if the blockchain can help keep it safe. One of the things I thought about this week with Mintangible was kind of what we had talked about last week with Tapped and what we've talked about before of like Richmond's tech scene is an interesting one because we also have this like thriving art community and music community in Richmond. And so to me, they're a really interesting company in the sense of they're bridging this like startup, like new technology, Web3 innovation, and bringing in that artistic vibe that Richmond has. And I wonder if they would have have had the same success or opportunities in a different place or if Richmond is kind of like the perfect spot for what they do. I think it's a perfect spot, right? So as powerful as, say, Austin or what San Francisco was or up in Washington State. I forgot the city for some reason. Um, Seattle? No. Tacoma. Um, Spokane. Maybe Seattle. <laughs> Willamette Valley. This is the geography portion of the podcast. We are... <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I, I think it's definitely a perfect, it, it's a perfect space. I mean, with VCU here, it, it's just such a cool spot to basically take advantage of the artist scene, the brewery scene, the music scene. And I think as soon as we're off this call, I, I definitely want to see if, if the guys from Intangible know the guys from Tapped and see if there's some sort of conversation there that needs to happen. I think you're right, though, about its uh, positioning here in Richmond. I mean, this city is based in creativity. I mean, Admittedly, you know, with VCU's history and reputation um, and how that's kind of interspersed throughout the city in, in different businesses and, and artists and people. And it's the perfect place to be in a creative, artistic hub. Um, you know, as much as I talk about Richmond being a tech hub, it is intrinsically a creative and art hub already. And I think this plays into that. And so it's perfect that they're here in town and, um, and located here in Richmond. Yeah, and so so coming back to geography of the United States, Portland is in Oregon. Por uh, yeah, in uh, Portland, Oregon. Yes, different state, still Pacific Northwest. Yeah, there's a lot of comparisons between Portland and uh, and Richmond. Yes, exactly. Um, Soccer teams. Nick, where do you see uh, NFTs fitting in in uh, Tech Town, USA? Uh, it's a good question. I haven't haven't thought about it to be honest. As we dive in here, talking about Richmond as a creative town, you know, it probably like I said earlier, it pairs probably pretty nicely. Haven't seen the NFT scene. I haven't seen a scene 
right? There's not an NFT community that I've found or that is at least made headway. Um, and so maybe there's it needs it needs a critical mass. It needs a community. Maybe there's an opportunity there to help to start to build that and expand the you know. I don't know what you call analog art or the opposite of NFT art, but, um, you know, um, how do you blend those two communities? I wonder if uh, Alex Nieres over at uh, VMFA has dabbled in this conversation or what his take is on NFTs. I mean, that guy's always on the cutting edge of, of art and what's happening around the country. I mean, he's always trying to push the boundaries at VMFA. That that museum is uh, absolutely fantastic and continues to grow and bring in new exhibitions every year. But I don't think I've seen anything digital or NFT based. And I think there's probably an, an angle there. And I, I, you know, his expertise would probably be fascinating here. Do y'all know Alex Nieres? Yeah, we interviewed him on this podcast last year. He's a fascinating dude. He's uh, he's run a few different museums around the country. I think he was maybe in somewhere in Ohio. I want to say Columbus at one point. I think he's done a couple others, and he's been at the VMFA for a few years. But man, that guy's a wealth of art knowledge, and I'm I would love to hear his take. Maybe we bring him back. Didn't we interviewed him on this podcast last year? We did. What's old is new again. <laughs> exactly. We have to get his take on this. Why did we not ask him about that? That's a missed opportunity there. Were you on that? I think it was right before. Um, I think it was uh, right before. Okay. The whole NFT craze kind of. Dang. Yeah. All right. Took over. We got to do round two with Alex Nieres at uh, VMFA. I'm probably mispronouncing his name too. I should I should fact check that. Uh, we should go back to that episode. I'm sure he explained to me how to pronounce his name. So. I do believe he did at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. We asked him. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, I've been wanting to get back into, I don't know what you call real art or hard, carp, hard copy art, but um, you know that's a fascinating world that I'd like to dive into as well. And I think, I wonder if it would inform my take on NFTs if I was a little more educated on the opposite of NFTs. Yeah. And, and, and as we wrap up this subject and kind of move back into, into this uh, creative space, Tech Town USA, I want to get an update on that, Nick. But we talk about NFTs, right? And everybody always goes into art and entertainment, is there any, and maybe gaming? Yes. Is there anything beyond that that you guys can think of? Yeah. You know, one thing that was recently brought up to me was the concept of frequent customer repeat usage or frequent buyer type of functionality, meaning like could NFTs be used to track consumer behavior and reward consumer behavior? Meaning, uh, for instance, we'll use RVA Tech as an example because it's easy. Every time you attend an RVA Tech conference, do you get issued a certain NFT? Can those NFTs then be traded in as currency for positions on committees? Or in order to be a chair of a committee, do you have to have a certain amount of, of NFT credit or NFT value proven by your engagement at RVA Tech events? And so it kind of creates a, a metric or a measuring system in terms of consumer behavior that can then either be rewarded or turned in or used as currency. And that was a really fascinating use case that I hadn't even considered uh, and would love to explore going into the next couple of years. I think Starbucks has done something similar, starting to roll out like customer NFTs to note like how cool you are in Starbucks and then you get access to different things based on how many NFTs and stamps you have that the rest of us are just relegated, I guess, to our regular, regular coffees. Yeah, exactly. So, so Starbucks was actually one of the first companies that rolled out this NFT 
process and uh, it offers members the ability to earn and, and buy digital collectibles. And, and with that, they have access to immersive experiences. So now you get to basically pay Starbucks a lot of money to drink a regular coffee and then maybe a lot of money to collect an NFT. Well, if Starbucks is doing it, I'm in. They seem like they're a startup that has some traction. Um, I think they, you know, I've seen their balance sheet. It looks good. So I'm in. Um, I mean, they're from the the West Coast. They're from Washington. What city are they? What city in Washington? There's a city up there that they're from. Oregon. Oregon. Seattle, (laughs) Oregon. (laughs) Good old Seattle, Oregon. Um, No, but that's, uh, yeah, case in point. uh, I think that's a... Uh, interesting note. Um, I, I like what you said about turning them in for either rewards or, um, you know, a different level of coffee or a different, you know, thing. Um, I, I, that's a use case I'd love to explore more. Sometimes with technology, that's how it works. It starts with like a niche vertical um, and then the real value of it doesn't get exploited isn't the right word. Or I should say scaled until you, all of a sudden it, it's tried out in some different verticals and you realize, oh, this this technology really works over here even though it was designed, you know, for something over there. Yeah. And I think I I like what you said, Lauren, I would love to see if we could figure out in partnership with RVA tech or something Nick. like is, can we basically create an NFT as, as an identity to get into the events, not just a reward, but use it as, as kind of a mechanism to actually get into the events. And they all, Um, they all come with discord channels, right? Is that like the tie in here is discord connected somehow, or is that just, is that just user behavior? user behavior gotcha so you set up a discord channel it just it's 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 again one of those web3 type platforms where people are communicating via discord it's much like slack but it's just a a communication channel that that a lot of people use i see claire kind of nodding his head there he probably agrees with that well i know we are coming up on time my last question was can our airport ad for our experience truck be nft based i think we've brought it full circle ai will create the nft for the airport ad, for the experience truck, and I think we're done. All right, I'll see y'all in Austin, Austin, Washington. Sweet. <laughs> yep. So we're going to use MidJourney, coming back to TAP, right? So we're going to use MidJourney to create an RVA tech image that will then be minted using Mintangible, and we will essentially give access to it through Love an it. airport ad. I think we've solved all of the problems. Oh, and then you could get into an RVA tech event for free. That that that's a very exclusive benefit that requires a lot of NFTs. Okay. You can also create music using AI, and then all the three of you can be in a band together. You can get signed to Untapped and perform at all of the conventions. I love bands. <laughs> I think we've solved everything here. I don't know how else we finish this besides to say that we've got a whole new ball game to be a part of and i guess next week we can come up with a band name done (laughs) all right well thank you everyone for joining we will be back here next week to talk about our next company which sounds like it might be another ai one from nick and in the meantime yeah drop us a line if any of our listeners have any ideas for companies and otherwise thank you both thanks Thanks, lauren